mean, when you own a brewery, all you do yeah. is clean. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and even more, when you're uh, like just starring. Yes. We are, we are not a brewery. We are um, cleaning service that occasionally yeah. brews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like we want people to think they're at home when they're at our pub. Because more than think, feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like just, not just like we are right now. Just right. We're just yeah. hanging out, Chilling having out, a yeah. conversation. Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. So on this podcast episode, uh, like two of our other ones as well, we actually left the RV behind, poor Rafe, and hopped on a plane to go to South America. Um, specifically Medellin, Colombia. So this is our third. I guess it's kind of like a little mini-series, huh? It is, yeah. We did a little mini-series of Medellin breweries. And yes, that was one jump on the plane, not three different jumps on the plane, but True. we just once. But we did stay for like a month in, in Medellin and Colombia, so. So this is our third little episode here for our craft breweries in Medellin. Um, and this one, we're gonna highlight Bufona Cervecería Colombiana. Ooh, at least my accent's getting better with Spanish, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Much but, better than mine. <laughs> we've got Daniel and Thomas and Ophelia, and they'll introduce themselves too once we get there. And it was a lot of fun um, chatting with them because basically we were just literally hanging out in what Dan Daniel's living room, mm -hmm. eating pizza, drinking beer, and just having a conversation like we we're lifelong friends. So it was beautiful. So that was a lot of fun. Besides getting to know more about the brewery scene in Medellin and Bufona, which they're like one of the newest breweries in Medellin. Yeah, I would say, I mean, at least when we were there, probably the newest. I don't, I don't recall anyone else that was even close to that new. Um, you know, there, there's a few established breweries there, a couple of which we talked to. But um, yeah, it was really exciting to, I, for me again, you know, like the whole brew scene there is exciting for me because it's. It's uh, kind of like going back in the past for what we're used to in the United States a little bit. But I really like the excitement that guys like Daniel and Thomas bring to the picture because they're the the really new ones. You know, they're young and I don't remember if they told us their ages even or not, but, you know, they're on the, definitely on a lot younger side than we are. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of cool to see that energy that they bring to, to the other brewers because it kind of, I think it kind of feeds each other, you know, all the breweries kind of feed each other and to have these young guys coming up so that the more established breweries too are kind of like, okay, this is a whole big thing because it's not just we hit these five breweries or whatever and that's all that Medellin's ever going to have. It's like, no, we see these young guys coming up and young women coming up that are like creating new, cool, exciting breweries. I think it was Ophelia who said it and I, she's she's like their biggest fan and biggest supporter too and jokes that she's maybe their human resources person in air quotes. But anyhow, I think it was on the podcast that she's the one who said that they're building the country through the beer. And I was like, that was a pretty good way to look at that because they're trying to figure out like Bufona and the other breweries around there, um, like Old Brother who we talked to and Sierra Blanca who we talked to as well. Like they're all in this, purpose-driven passion to create 
um, like authentic beer from Medellin, well, from Colombia, but not just Colombia, but specifically from Medellin that gives it a specific identity. So when you go to Medellin, you know that you're getting that kind of beer and that kind of community and it's got its own identity. Yeah, I think that parallels a lot of what we've seen, you know, over the past in the United States where you had, say, a West Coast IPA and then you had the originally it was a New England IPA, right? So before New England IPAs spread across the country and then West Coast, you know, IPAs spread across the country, you, you still have that kind of sense of place where they're from or where they at least originated from. Now they're pretty much ubiquitous across the country, but you know, everybody puts their own little spin on it, their own little name spin, like a Northwest IPA now and West Coast IPA and New England IPA. There's probably a Midwestern IPA. I'm sure <laughs> somebody's had to have come up with that by now. Something. But it gives you that sense of place. And I think that's something that they really want to establish in Medellin is kind of their own identity for what they're building there. But it'll be great to see what they can do with all this and all the different brewers with their passions. And they have the same idealism, basically, that most breweries do. It's that idea of building community and giving you a space to come to where you could talk across the aisles and chat and have fun and laugh. And um, but that's that's their goal is just to be that space for people. Yeah, I think what's going to be really interesting for me to get to go back to Median over over years and stuff is to see how it develops also on the beer side, just from a geek perspective. Cause like, I think we talked about with these guys, like with Thomas and Daniel and Ophelia, like it's not always easy to get ingredients there because it's not, you know, you don't have 9,000 breweries like the United States. So of course in the U S it's going to be pretty easy to get ingredients, relatively speaking almost whatever you want, because there's just such a market for it here. But down there, you know, companies that supply ingredients don't have the same push to be there and to supply um, all the ingredients regularly. So they have to get pretty creative sometimes because they, they can't always recreate the same thing exactly if they can't get the same ingredients. But it also kind of, I think, lends itself to them tapping into what ingredients they have around them. You know, like they talked, different brewers there talked about trying to create something that says Medellin. And so that could be techniques because they, they their technique is very much, in my opinion, based a lot off of European beer, more so than American beer a lot of times. And then uh, also just tapping into local ingredients is going to give you different flavors that you can't achieve anywhere else in the world. You know, if you get certain fruits to add to your beer in Medellin, there's going to be fruits that you get there that we can't get in the United States. And it's probably not even uh, feasible to import those ingredients sometimes to the United States because they're just not common enough and it's not cost effective enough to do so. Well, maybe before we start actually talking about the entire podcast and they start repeating us because we're telling the story, <laughs> the people at Bufona, those lovely folks could do it much better than we do. So we should let them talk a little bit more. Is it their turn? Yes, I think it is their turn. <laughs> but wait, you know what? Okay, so right when we start talking to them, they do a pretty good job of setting the scene. Um, like I said earlier, of being at Daniel's house. But I think for our listeners, you guys should know too, we're going to set the scene here for maybe one of the first times in the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure podcast history. 
Kenny and I are in different locations and we're doing this via Zoom right now, the intro. So it's kind of interesting. Kenny, you're in uh, Tucson with some friends and neither of us are in an RV, which is weird. But I do have the RV here, though, so I could be in an RV, but it's just much quieter right now in here. So I opted for an indoor setting. Yeah. And I am visiting my brother in Kansas City. So, oh, my gosh, you guys, you get to visit me, April, in Kansas City, Kenny in Tucson, and then Daniel, Thomas, and Ophelia from Bufona Cerveceria and Medi in Colombia. You get like three places across the globe at one time. That's pretty cool with Zoom. A big reach, man. It's a big reach. Reach. That's why podcasts are lovely. <laughs> All right. Should we let them talk? Isn't the best way to start a beer podcast with... It is. Pouring beer? Yeah, for sure. And to start with the cheers. Salud. How many languages do you know to say cheers? Okay, mm. so that's a good one. I, I can do that. Salud. <laughs> um, afia in Swahili. Slancha. Prost. Nostrovia. Nostrovia. Kampai in Japanese. Kampai. Kampai. Great way to start start mm. it. Like, how many languages can you say? <laughs> Cheers. Because there's a drinking. Mm. Yeah, and then you have to drink it too. And then it makes sense when we're on. Um, for us, we're in a, com- a completely different country than we're usually normally in. You know, because we're usually in the United States. But now we're in Colombia, and it's great to talk about the different languages to do cheers. Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. We are here with um, several peoples, and I'm going to let you guys all introduce yourself. How about that? So then I can shut up and you guys can speak. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we are Bufona, a really new brewery from the city, but one one with all the heart. Uh, I'm Daniel the Brewer, and 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 my partner and brother is this guy here. I am Thomas, uh, CEO and finance guy. Oh, you're the one in charge of everything then, kind of? Sort of. <laughs> the one, the one in charge of the numbers <laughs> and uh, managing mess. Okay. And? His girlfriend? Whose <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend? Yours. They're not like, seeing They can't see it. They're like not me seeing us. Thomas' girlfriend? <laughs> My name's Ophelia. Ophelia. Oh, I think in English it's pronounced Ophelia. Ophelia? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Um, I could be the <laughs> director of the human resources department. <laughs> of the she is. I'm a psychologist, so. So oh, when, yeah. when one of you guys gets out of line, she no, comes no. in and says, hey. Yeah. yeah. It must be like that. Yeah. <laughs> Straighten up. So, okay, tell us the story kind of behind Bufona. Because you said, you said uh, Daniel, that it's one of the newest breweries. Yes. Okay, so, so, actually, so let me rephrase that. Cerveceria Artisanal. We have been working like two and a half years from now, almost three. Two and a half, three, yeah. Um, together in the pandemic, I was making beer every single week because I was just bored. having fun, bored. <laughs> and, bored. <laughs> and also trying to challenge myself. But when you make just 60 beers uh, every week, you can't drink that much. <laughs> So I invited him and that's where we started. Uh, the last two years has been like a pilot. Okay. Uh, we had other brand and we finished uh, with, a, with a medal in the biggest uh, 
like a festival, festival in, yeah. in Colombia. So Topperfest like uh, made from Medellin. And you got a medal? Yeah, and a bronze medal. Nice. Yeah. So, for what beer was that for? Uh, Trapiche. British uh, strongest. strongest beer. Ah, good... We call it Colombian strong ale. We can okay. talk about it later. <laughs> it's like a British strong ale in Colombian style. Yeah. I like the Colombian, just Colombian strong ale. My point, my point of view for how we started is that uh, I didn't actually like beer at, at first. So uh, at the university, I, I began drinking and trying some uh, commercial beers. I first like uh, tried an Irish red ale from a brewery uh, of Medellin. I love the like the label. I got like uh, so uh, psyched about the uh, pre-label, and in that moment I became a, a beer collector, a bottle, bottle collector. collector. Yeah. Okay. And nowadays I have like uh, four hundred beers at my place, and once uh, Daniel so uh, realized that I I was like uh, enjoying and appreciating beer that much. That's when we be began talking and we began brewing. That way we could drink <laughs> 13 <laughs> beers <laughs> a week and that was... <laughs> After that, uh, we, we, we got to a place that we weren't able to drink that much. So we began selling uh, the couple beers that were left. At first, family is like very supportive. Uh, oh yeah, I, I will buy that. I will buy that. But you, you, you eventually you, you will get to a point that they won't buy more. They can't buy all your beer. You <laughs> yeah. have to actually start selling it to strangers. So, yeah. So, so in that in that moment, I, I told him like, uh, let's do business. Let uh, like uh, figure out a brand or something, and we got like. Uh, uh, how do you say like, agreement? Uh, like a disagreement. A, a, a disagreement at first, in which <laughs> ah, yeah, he, he was he was more like uh, uh, we we gotta like take it easy. It's more like a parte bohemia, like like more bohemic, like uh, like chilling out. Yeah, okay. like a hobby, but because of. Because I'm the finance guy, I, I like begins began seeing numbers and numbers and numbers like like we're throwing money literally uh, down the toilet. Mm. So that was pretty difficult to decide because we we gotta make decisions. So we like the we have love for the art for the art of brewing, but. Uh, Here's a saying that you don't live from the air. You, you gotta like make money. Yeah. yeah. So we, what we were trying ever since is to get into, into the middle of those two opinions. So what was it? I'm gonna mess with the quote because it always uh, makes you think about it. There's a brewery that we um, interviewed in Arkansas and he said it perfectly. He said, you don't, you don't brew beer because you want to drink it. You brew beer because you want to sell it. 
If you're in the business, <laughs> if, you're if you're in the business, business, if you're opening a brewery, like you have to sell the you beer, you can't just brew it to drink to it. Beer, brew the beer you want to make. You yeah, brew the beer that you can sell. That's true. Because you not just for selling, like for the profit of money. Right. So we are very glad just for people having fun with it. Hmm. I mean, everything has a price, and we have to <laughs> live. And right. if we want to show what we are capable of to many, many people, we need to do a good business. So yeah, it's, it's money is not only the purpose, but it's the way, and also it will be pretty great to maybe one day. I don't know. Be in every uh, every single bar. So yeah. So I think you guys told me earlier too. You kind of mentioned that you're before you opened the tap room Bufona. When you were selling beer before that, you would do it like through Instagram and things like that, oh, right? Yeah, like yeah. people would just message you on Instagram and then you'd deliver it to them? Or, yeah. Okay. It, Is that pretty common around Medellin or around Colombia? Or Actually, that's most of the market. That's most of the market? I, I like yeah, consume sure. a lot of uh, social media because that's my deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> So part of the CEO job or the CFO job, <laughs> <laughs> handling social media. I do a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm also clean guy. <laughs> we both are clean guys. Oh yeah. I mean, when you own a brewery, all you yeah. do is clean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> and even more That's when fun. you're uh, like just starting. Mm -hmm. Yes. We are. We are not a brewery. We are um, cleaning service that occasionally yeah. brews. <laughs> I like that. Like that. Alright, so we quote a lot of things when we're doing all these over the years and that quote is going to be quoted like a lot. <laughs> but we so when we when we search for breweries at a new place, usually we're looking on like Apple Maps or Google Maps and searching for breweries. And there are a lot of breweries that pop up on the maps in Medellin. But if you go there, they don't have that there is not a brewery. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, they give you an address. We went to one, I think it was called Skull or Skull or something like that. Skull? Like S-K-A-L. S-K-A-L. It might not even be around anymore, but you walk up and it's just an apartment building or something, you know, or a home. You know what? Uh, and so uh, maybe these are people that are selling on Instagram. Or yeah, what I imagine is that... Two things. Maybe that's the business address, like uh, for the government. Right. Sure. Or maybe that's the pickup point for the deliveries. Gotcha. That's pretty interesting because that that is definitely not anything, at least that I'm aware of, in the United States. <laughs> Unless it's kind of an underground thing happening. Underground thing. You get that, in big trouble. Is that kind of here? Is that... Um, yeah, that's also under. It's kind of on the side. Yeah, like, that's people, on the side. Uh, the government is just kind of like, eh, we don't see that. <laughs> we, they don't... They act like they don't see that, but they are aware that happens. Anyway, okay. they have much more trouble than that. Right, we're, it's we're, not worth chasing down. And, yeah, as long as it doesn't become a problem, it's like. Yeah, I want to set the scene for our listeners here because yeah. they're probably hearing a dog in the background. So, like, could you oh, just? Right. So we're not at the brewery. We're at this gorgeous house of Daniel's. Can you maybe like set the scene a little bit and tell us like about tell our listeners about the beautiful scenery that's just outside your window with the dogs barking right now? <laughs> okay. um, I don't know. As I. Uh, I'm pretty aware that I live where I live, in the country and the planet of earth that I live. 
I can't live in the city. So I live in the countryside, in a hill, a very steep hill, <laughs> uh, where it has uh, some waterfalls next to it. And yeah, and yeah, the, the and, plants. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. That's, the plant that's, life out here is that's part of the tropics. Yeah. Always, yeah. the plants. And you look down us. upon the city that has like just these millions of twinkling lights. Everywhere. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, you, you get that view, and sometimes if you wanna just listen outside uh, during the afternoon, you can hear the city. Mm -hmm. yeah as it was a, a motor or something. Like, so I'm thinking you need to have like special beer events up here <laughs> because, you know, this is really pretty. No, that's an idea, that's an idea. No, that's not that idea. Like paid, you know, really like a lot know. of money. There's not a lot of cars that can make it up here because we, we took a taxi up here and I'm pretty sure he's gonna have to have the transmission or the clutch replaced <laughs> after <Yeah. laughs> Anyhow, we were just like, handle it very no. well. <laughs> Anyhow, I was just like saying, like we're sitting around here at the table at your house and it's beautiful and the dogs are barking and it's just part of the scenery and that's one of the things that I love about the things that you can do with beer. Is like it it can be at a brewery but it can also just bring people together. Yeah, that's cool. Sitting that, that around a table yeah, having that's a conversation. Actually like uh uh you say uh one of the most of our like brand purpose, but we, we will talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah, well, like, uh, come on. I was just willing to keep keep going with uh, what uh, you just asked me. Oh, because I interrupted. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty good at interrupting. Keep going. Since I already interrupted our adventures with Pofona, I've got a question for you. Are you ready to elevate your outdoor relaxation? Hammock Universe has got you covered. Their range of hammocks is perfect for your next brewery tour pit stop, camping expedition, or even just lounging in your backyard. Unwind in comfort and style with their lightweight, easy to carry hammocks. Taste the freedom of the open road with a cold brew in hand and Hammock Universe hammocks swinging gently in the breeze. Visit hammockuniverse.com today and find your perfect hangout spot. Be sure to use code MAG23, that's MAG23 for 10% off to hang out with us. Get it? Hanging out. Speaking of hanging out, let's get back to hanging out with Thomas, Daniel, and Ophelia from Bufona Cerveceria Colombiana. Earlier, uh, like a, a year ago, maybe, um, we were working with the brand that you just saw uh, at the six packs, the, the package. Uh, it's called Demet. How do you yeah. spell uh, Demeter. pronounce it? Demeter? Demeter? Demeter. Yeah, like the goddess. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, unfortunately uh, the past, uh, how do you say, the designers uh, like uh, told us, oh yeah, that's uh, completely a name you, ca you could uh, like uh, register uh, uh, with the government, but it wasn't uh, available. Oh, so see, yeah. we lost uh, in packages, we lost in labels, we lost uh, in market because people, let's say Carlos, Carlos used to know right. that we know us with that name. Right. So And Carlos is another brewer here um, yeah, from Sierra, Sierra Blanca Brewing. Yeah. So uh, you got to keep that in mind uh, about the... Uh, um, 
uh, administrative. When you branding, yeah. So you started branding, everything, you had this starting, idea. There's and then... like the brewing process, <laughs> but there's also the the office process, yeah. the yep. company process. Uh, you gotta ask for the right permissions. You gotta make sure uh, your idea is not someone's, someone else's idea. Uh, you you gotta do things right, and what that's one of the main uh, problems I see in the market. That we got a lot of brewers in the city, mm-hmm. but not all people are doing things right. Uh, my my saying and my mindset is that market it's like 60 or 70 i don't know which percentage uh, of hippies which is not wrong but is that's not a company that's not, they are not that compromised compromise uh, that's not their interest and that as i just said that's good but uh, that's not what we're willing to do. We're willing to do a great beer, but also a good company. I, I think it's just, as the market is pretty new, mm-hmm. it's like the the first one hasn't uh, passed the the path yet to the to a biggest thing. So everyone who is growing and growing, it has to build the, the path for the other ones. So the first, at the first time you see things pretty messy, like just starting. I think that's what it's happening. It's just like there is not yet many organized breweries, but there is many people who are well, more and more. Yeah. Um, it's a young going, scene here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's based true. off yeah, of like other countries. It's really young, that's and it, so you're going yeah. through a lot of growing pains and trying to find the identity and like what kind of scene you know, Medellin, Colombia is going to have. Yeah, for sure. Even not just for us brewers and uh, brewing companies, but for the market. Mm-hmm. There is not just that many people who are planning to uh, pass their afternoons in breweries. I mean, there is many, but each, every time is more and more and more. It's, it, 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 it's new. Because Again, they it's don't want to clean <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's even kidding. just, um, I think you're saying the drinkers, yeah, too. the, the yeah. drinkers, yeah. And, the, the market, yeah. and that's something we talked to Julian at Old Brother about too. He like he does a lot of in his brewery. He does a lot of educational things, like like I think just recently he did one where he just Elves did versus Elves versus yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw that where he's just like you could come there and for like. I don't know, 20 mil or something, you could get a flight of his beers, of half of them were ales, half were lagers, and he, and he would talk to you, you could taste them and see how they felt and tasted, and then he would talk about the differences between them, and that's so cool. educating those customers, right? It's like, and, it, and I think having an event like that's kind of cool, because it's an inexpensive way for a customer to come in and go, well, I don't really understand beer, but I do want to know more. Because there are a lot of people that are curious. Yes, for sure. But that's but that's they don't how know you yet. build. That's how that's how you build customers, educating them, also with good products, with service, with good operations. Mm-hmm. Um, every part of the experience. Every part of the experience. When you get to a new place and you oh I don't know how what are you talking about and if 
you say, oh, no, I don't, I have this, 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 and this, and you should know what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not the kind of approach you will attach to. Right. So, so yeah, for the beginning, it's something that it, the, your experience is good, and that's basically where we are, everywhere. Yeah. Right? yeah. Trying to go everywhere. Yeah, we, sense. we, I was just thinking about, uh, that's one of, of our main like uh, the goals, goals. Uh, mm-hmm. when about the hiring process of the bartender. It's like we want people to think they're at home when they're at our pub. Because more than think feel. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, it's just, not just like we are right now. Just right. We're just yeah. hanging out, so having now, a yeah. conversation. But um, fun but about not <laughs> you don't always get that, especially when you're in a big company mm-hmm. or a big brewery specifically. You don't always get that, right? But that also could uh, depend on the kind of people you like uh, choose. I don't know if the psychologist has something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's even bigger than that because it's a. Uh, cultural and educational thing mm-hmm. like people in here in Colombia maybe not in Bogota because it's a capital but in the other cities they are still growing um, the tourism has been I don't know like since 10 or 15 years from now getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. um, foreign people didn't used to come to Colombia earlier than that. Right. Um, so now that there are so many people in here, you share your, your culture with mm-hmm. them. So it's also an adapt, adaptive process, you mm-hmm. know, like as a city, as a country, that it's um, starting to make things from new. Mm-hmm. Um, brewing, it's one of them. Right. It's, it's something specifically new in, in this country. It's not like, you know, um, um, Germany or... Or the States? No. So you, you got States or, yeah. You know, it, it, it's not that common in here. And as everything new, you need to first prove it, taste it, and see if you like it or not. It, it's about building culture with the beer speaking right right uh, and I, I i appreciate a lot when other breweries make that you just mentioned oh brother we love those guys great beer like great people uh let's do a collaboration uh we're, we're <laughs> if you're if you're hearing us <laughs> we're, we're, seeking, we're seeking to collaborate with uh a brewery and those guys are one of our, like, uh, how do you say? Uh, Leaders. We like, use pot someone. Like, like a soul? Like Rather a kindred like a, spirit? Okay. No, no. no, no. no, 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 no when you, when you're willing to, when you, like, uh, Team- spot someone, uh, like, uh, we're willing to brew with those guys. Yeah. In other words. Sorry about my English. is not that uh, vocabulary-wise. 
Uh, your English is great. Our Spanish sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if we were having this conversation in Spanish, uh, we'd oh, 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 <laughs> be like, <laughs> Ooh, that was a good pour. Uh, anyways, I was just uh, telling that I appreciate when people, uh, even if they're brewers or not brewers, uh, like seek to uh, get the brewing culture uh, wiser. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, we're willing to do that. We, we, we were just uh, like uh, on Saturday working with our marketing team. Um, we we have a, a huge plan going on. Mm. Good, good. You guys look like our listeners can't see you, but just the way you're talking, like you can like it's the excitement is like palpable. Like you can uh -huh. touch the excitement, and yeah. I'm a, a, like, <laughs> it seems yeah. like you're like you're like in electric, the yeah. like the beginning stages of all this and getting it going, and you're in the beginning stages of like Medellin's growing beer scene too. Like is that? intimidating or exciting no. or both or scary or like I oh my god what are we exciting. doing <laughs> it's amazingly exciting i don't know i'm just with a smile every day working <laughs> more than i should yeah. <laughs> too much beer uh, <laughs> i try to be funny I, I, okay I, kind I, of I in total but in a day not that much <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's been super exciting to discover Medellin's brewing scene because when we first got here, um, we knew one place that we should go that we knew would probably be pretty good because of the person who recommended it. Which one? Um, Bipolar. Okay. We knew that would probably be pretty good because uh, um, Peter Bukar, who's a brewer in the United States, he recommended it. Okay. He said we should go there. And so we did, but then we also, one of our first, I think, he, was it before we went to Bipolar? Or I don't know if it was right before or right after. One of our early experiences was another brewery here that's a craft brewery, but they only make like six beers and they distribute all over. And it's not that they only make like six beers. It's, it just wasn't very craft feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like uh, the three big mountains? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and I don't want to throw them under the bus or anything because their beer is not bad. No, and they're doing a different it's model. Not, they have it's a not different... a bad beer or anything, but it didn't feel like the, the cool brew yeah, scene yeah, that yeah. I wanted. Exactly. But like all they the... have a different business model than a lot right, of the they have small craft breweries they that we love to go to. a long time ago for one of the biggest... Uh, yeah, they're just... Uh, one of the biggest... Companies in Colombia. Soda companies. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah, the, the biggest, the biggest of that company in Colombia. Yeah, yeah, because the, the other one is not from Colombia, yeah. So... Well, the, what were you trying to say, Kenny? Um, no, I was going to say, but like, as we started, to, like, Bipolar was a good place too, and then, but then we found Julian, he was one of the first people we talked to at Old Brother, and we met him, and I think right after that we met you, Thomas, at Bufona, and then we started meeting, like, um, Carlos at Sierra Blanca and all these brewers who are doing, you guys are all doing cool things and really excited about making really good beer and being craft. And that really got me excited because I feel like we're kind of, we're not responsible for it, but I love that we're able to experience this young excitement going on in your craft beer scene here. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's been going on for a long time in the United States and, and we're kind of in a, you know, maybe a second or third wave of it in the United 
States. So it's it keeps changing, but it's getting mature. It's getting old. But it's I, getting older. I, I will also not stale, but just it's changing, and yeah. it's nice. It's okay. fun to see it at that beginning level again, where everybody's really excited and creating and yeah. fun and trying to figure out what's the path for the uh -huh. beer here. Really, really creative because that's that's the thing when. When the market is older, you will start big challenges later. Right, and there'll be different challenges. That you yeah, have yeah, to for face. sure. But like the, 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 I'm talking about the hardness of, of, of toughness. Not, not the, not precisely the problem. Like it, it, it will cost more, or it will. Uh, I'm not talking about things like that, but the difficulty of it. Um, so I think when the yeah when when the market is older, you will find those hardly things later, and when it's younger, you will find it <laughs> right away. Imagine the first people, the the first person who wanted to brew here, mm -hmm. how he or or she could do it if if there wasn't barley, there wasn't cobs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you bring them to here? You make chicha. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can. Yeah. You, and, you can and feel so. your interest in very mixed things. But if, if at the time that I magically, I don't know why, decided to make my first uh, beer, it was already one distributor of of um, of of cups, of barley, of yeast of all those things and maybe three or four years ago i wouldn't get interested because i couldn't you couldn't get I, I couldn't brew i mm. couldn't brew yeah so. you couldn't get what you needed actually is it how is it how do you get the ingredients here like the malts and you know the yeast and hops and is it all is it easy to get all access to all that uh, or it's easy to get it but it's not easy to uh, constantly get the specific Type you want. So uh, here at uh, Medellin, you we got only one distributor that uh, imports like uh, from Germany the malts, uh, from states hops, uh, the yeast are from Germany too, I think. But there we were just talking a, a month ago, I think. That second. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> no, it's okay. That they 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 won't they won't having. We won't be uh, getting the same beer. That is our goal, the same brewing the same beer. If they they're not supplying that, that's a, a huge uh, okay. problem in the market currently. You're saying you can't brew the same beer if they're not going to supply the things that you need. Yeah, yeah because you, if you difficult. Uh, let's say uh, I I need. Uh, Cluster hops. I need cluster hops for my cream ale, but if, if my supplier doesn't have cluster hops, I won't make the same beer. I won't make the same cream ale, for, let's say. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, something to figure out. Yeah. How many suppliers do you have now? Do you just have one supplier here? Or? At Medellin, one. Uh, Bogota, we, uh, there's a couple more, but. Uh, you you got uh, your uh, your like your malts and your hops and everything. You you will get it. There's no problem about that. But the 
the biggest deal for a, like a small producer is to stock well. Mm. Stock well and have a storage unit uh, because storage unit means you, you gotta pay a rent and you, if you're a small producer, uh, you don't have that much money to pay the rent and to pay uh, big amounts of bills. So, oh, I just remember, just remember, you, you guys ask if, if it's stressful and, uh, and, and excited, and about the excitement, sorry, of, 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 of beginning a brewery. Mm -hmm. It's, most of the time is excitement, but it's not that exciting when you see the, the bills and, and, <laughs> and you gotta pay for stuff and you gotta, gotta pay for like uh, taxes. Uh, that's and why, man, if money, that's why, <laughs> that's why I only accepted the must. Uh, <laughs> um, how do you say that? That's why you're uh, the offer. <laughs> Thomas offered to build a brewery. I said, only if I just brew. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the books. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't deal with, uh, deal with the books and I don't deal with uh, like chemistry and stuff that I was uh, terrible at uh, college and at school. Yeah. So, I, I don't like... <laughs> I'm not good at that. Speaking of like college and university and all that, like back up a little bit. What were you guys doing before this, or uh, where did it, where did the passion for beer come from? Oh, so I'm on the spot. I have to guess what your profession mm -hmm. was before, before beer. Yeah. Okay. Um, you got five guesses. Five guesses. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of guesses. Mm. Teacher. Mm -mm. Real estate professional. Investor. Currently, yeah, but before that. <laughs> That um, one I know because you told me. <laughs> <laughs> Janitor. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the brewery, yeah. Tree surgeon. Tree surgeon? Tree surgeon. Oh, wow. Like That's taking cool, care of plants. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have one more guess. A veterinarian. I don't know. <laughs> the dog's barking, <laughs> so I'm just like guessing. <laughs> what is that called, these guys? Really? I'm also a psychologist. Oh. Well, that would make sense with your girlfriend then. Actually, no. We, no? we met uh, from social media, Bumble specifically. Hmm. Bumble sometimes works. <laughs> sometimes. Bumble, that's a, is that a dating app? Yeah, a dating okay. app. Yeah. So you were a psychologist? <laughs> I, I'm a psychologist uh, because I'm licensed. Yes, okay, I don't so you still like are. A, you don't have a practice right now? No, I don't have a practice. I used to work with... Uh, Except on Daniel. Keep him going. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you, you're sure. capable of I, I, I used to work with uh, forced disappearing people uh, back in the times uh, that uh, Colombia was in a bad moment about security. In, did, in that time... Did you say you worked with the disappearing people? People? Yeah. Okay. No, with the family, like, with the family yes, of yes. the dis disappearing people. Uh, that happened like a year ago, but at the same time, uh, the brewery was like uh, growing, and also uh, I was getting a, ma a master's degree. Those were three huge things going on in my life, and I, my mindset was, I gotta pick one if oh, I wanna yeah. do it right.
Okay. And I chose their brewery. Um, I think psychology and beer kind of goes well together. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. when you're pouring beer for people, that works a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How about you, Daniel? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we met at uh, high school. Whoa. Okay. Um, then I started uh, studying uh, mechatronic engineer. Studying mechatronic engineer. Okay. Electric. Electron, okay. Uh, it's electronic, mechanic, and electric, and things like that. But <laughs> I, I didn't like it, so so I moved to South Africa. Oh, okay. And then um, I lived I lived uh, a couple blocks away, uh, a big house, like. In a in a place of the city that you could you could relate to Poblado here, mm. oh, uh, and more at this time, like I saw the future of Medellin there, <laughs> like, <laughs> like when people get there how how it would like, <laughs> and <Más cerveza. laughs> so the thing was uh, I just had to get down a couple blocks and I will find a. Yellow house with the uh, a really colonial style uh, house, and with the balconies and the roof were white, so it was like like a beer. <laughs> and you and when you get inside, it was all the walls full of of tap of taps, so it was like oh, wow. more than three hundred beers oh. from Europe, not specifically uh, craft beers, but beers from Europe. Um, and at that time when before I went there, uh, beer here was like just the industrial beer. And mm-hmm. Maybe you could hear about the two biggest breweries from Colombia. Maybe I I don't think so. I don't remember too. Um, uh, so I I found uh, the variety, the possibilities, the liberty to try and to drink beer specifically there not to brew but to drink right so like okay uh, that's cool one of my favorite buys every single i don't know many many during the week i will go and try a different brew uh, a different uh, beer there so it was pretty cool and when i came back i couldn't find that i i didn't have the the variety that i had there for sure, I started with like the biggest European beers and, and who could arrive and things like that. But that was like, I don't know, 10 different beers and that's it. Oh, wow. So I said like, how do I make beer? I searched, I searched in Google. How do I make my own beer at home? And I started from there eight years ago. Eight years wow. ago? Yeah. And now... And now yeah. we're sitting here. And yeah. now I'm learning every day, a lot, a lot. <laughs> like um, this year, I'm for sure um, sure <laughs> that every beer that I'm brewing, it's many times better than the last one. Like every time I brew, I learn a lot. 
doing more and more. Yeah. And that's the part of brewing that I think a lot of brewers that we talk about, like you're always learning something and you're always perfecting it and you're always getting better at yeah, it. Yeah, I think we're very hungry. But it makes sense. It's like teaching. Teachers yeah. are the best students yeah, for sure. of those areas. I, I think the, the, the name is passion. Yeah. Just that. Whatever you do, if you connect with it, you are obsessed with it, you, you just go and go and go yeah. and want to find out uh, what people think, what other ones have, have found, what have you found, you want to try different things, you, you are just obsessed. And that's, that's what I think is special about it. Yeah, I love that. So um, we have pizza to eat listeners, you guys do not, but what I want to say before we go, because it's, I think we've had a great conversation, but you mentioned earlier, Thomas, about um, like the, the goal of beer basically was to kind of community and to, you, I wanted to see if you wanted to expand upon that at all or like what, because you also just said you were a psychologist and really mm -hmm. if you think about it, for us and I think for all of you guys too, beer is a way that people come together and talk. Okay, okay, also... yeah, yeah, about the brand, yeah. Yeah. How we uh, think of beer, it's like beer get people together, beer get uh, people in a good mood, and when you're not in a good mood, uh, beer makes you feel better. Uh, so... Is that friend who will... Take you out of the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold your hair if it's yeah. too much. <laughs> and and when, when you're not looking at it, you, you hug yourself and stuff. Just kidding. Uh, so that's how we uh, like think of beer. Uh, beer get people together. Beer get people to smile. Beer, uh, beer is life. So it's joyful, very joyful, uh, and we that's uh, that's kind of the purpose also of the name Bufona. Uh, uh, how you say that in English, guys? Bufon. 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 Like the the guy who Bufon. used to to like enjoy the the king. Oh, the, the Jester. Jester, yeah. Yeah. Like making everybody laugh? Yeah, Jester. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jester and makes people happy. Makes from the peasant. Okay, yeah, makes the peasant. The yeah, okay. Yeah. Peasant to the king. Everyone laughs with the, with the Jester. So everyone gets fun with the view. And that's what Bufona is then? Okay, that's cool. It's like the maybe maybe Daniel could talk more about that. Uh, no, but that's that's the heart of it. Okay. That's the heart of it. Um, it's, it's about that. It's just about... You are not the most important, but everyone is happy to be around you. And that's the beer. Hmm. Yeah, and that, that's, <laughs> our goal. That, that's our goal. If you're at our pub, you're not the most important there, but you feel at home. That you feel you're important. Uh, you're pa part of the place. Okay, so many great words. Yeah. <laughs> if you go even beyond that, it's like if you're feeling alone, it's a way to connect with others. Too. Mm -hmm. Like 
from the psychological part, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's a way to to not feel lonely in the world, to find a way to enjoy whatever you can enjoy in your life. Okay. Well, I. Say cheers to being at home. <laughs> cheers to being home at Bufona. It's just cheers, like being guys. home. Salud. Salud. Dang Salud. it. Salud. Yeah, that was a brilliant way Great. to end it. <laughs> and then the pigs. Pizza. Pizza. So you guys can see why Daniel and Thomas and Ophelia from Bufona, alongside Julian at Old Brother and Carlos at um, Sierra Blanca. Are kind of like um, would you say there are soulmates in craft beer? Is that you? <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, a little easy, but like they all have this sense of trying to build community, and we've said it millions of times. Like beer is about more than just the beer; it's about the community, it's about the space, and that is exactly what Ophelia was saying at the very end. It's a place that you come together, and then you can have um a good time and it's really not the, the 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 alcohol and the beer that does it it's just that ability that you're sitting around something that everybody enjoys and it just gives you that space that you can let out all your emotions or be silly like the jester king or you know or the jester king i keep saying jester king because it goes with jester and jester king the brewery but like the jester you know who's supposed to be silly and making you laugh and comfortable and it's kind of making me feel that right now just from talking because you know, life isn't always grand and great. And just talking about it actually makes me feel a little bit better now too. So Bufona is yeah, working. You can talk about how the beer helps you relax a little bit, the alcohol, whatever. But really it is that when you find the right places, like the places that we're drawn to usually are the ones that the place itself makes you feel that way before you even have a first sip of beer. So yeah, yeah. I feel like all of these breweries that we've touched on in Medellin and even the ones that that we didn't do podcasts with there's a, a few others there that they all have embraced that craft beer culture you know it is rare too like i haven't maybe there are some other places and some other industries and businesses that have that but just it just seems that that craft beer culture just has something so unique in that community it's really cool i hope it continues that yeah i don't think it's very common you know i i'm sure there are plenty of other industries that touch on it, but I don't know. It feels like the extent to which it happens in craft beer is just, it just happens all the time. And it just seems like it is embedded in the culture of craft beer. I think it's the word craft itself. Like if you look at craft, craft distilleries or just anything like craft handcrafted food, like True. just small local doesn't have to be small but just kind of that local vibe that one that understands that it's about the whole world just needs that community and beer is just one of those craft things that brings it together i don't know it just fits no it definitely fits i think so i think what they said at the end too was the perfect summary uh perfect ending to our little trilogy of our podcasts of craft breweries cervezaria artesanales in Medellin, Colombia. <laughs> Thank goodness for people who speak English because our Spanish is, we are trying. We practice Muy mal. Today, Muy mal. But, whew, Thank goodness for people who speak English better than our Spanish. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do these interviews. Yeah, our Spanish is definitely not to the level that we could have pulled this off at all. At all. But yeah, I'm very thankful that there were several great brewers down there that uh, that spoke some pretty good English. It made our jobs much easier and much more fun.
I would also say um, we are definitely not done with international travel and we'll definitely be talking eventually about Median in general and like traveling there and the different cultural things that we saw in our experience there, but we're definitely not done with international travel. So get excited because we are for what's to come. Yeah, there'll definitely be a lot more uh, crappier travel and adventure international podcasts coming in the next year or so. So it yep. is something to look out for. Yeah, it is. We're done with the U.S. either because like with over 9,000 breweries, we got a lot to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh, and also we did just wrap up our third annual Camp Carpadium. So that was a blast and we'll have an announcement coming soon for the next one. So if you're a little bit, you know, FOMO about missing out that last one, there's more coming. So we'll have more announcements on that coming soon too for our fourth annual Camp Carpadium. I'm excited. And that's coming sooner rather than later intent. You can say spring of 2024. Spring of 2024 this year, or yeah, for I guess not this year, this time for our fourth annual, we are going to move it up a little bit into the springtime and do something a little different. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. Okay, what should they do next before they leave us? I mean, whatever the hell they call it anymore, like subscribe, follow, you know, whatever that is, please follow our podcast if you like it and leave us a review. That helps a lot to help the podcast get more reach and get found by other new people around there, other beer geeks like you. And yeah, I don't know. Just come to the website, livingastyleatlife.com and check out all the cool stuff we got going on there. All right. Cheers across the miles. Uh, cheers, baby. Cheers across the miles. Cheers. Cheers to you and cheers to everybody out there. Yeah. Peace out. We'd love to hear from you. So keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.